American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Do you like professional wrestling? Well, we like professional wrestling too. This is, we also like Mr. Wrestling too. That's also great. Uh, this is Shake Them Ropes. I'm Jeff Hawkins, along with Chris Novembrino. We got our banter out of the way before the show, so I'm going directly into wrestling. We're going to have the War Games preview this week, Lazy River of Wrestling Commentary, and all the news. But because it's Friday night and Jeff was way too much on Twitter watching the shows. Tony Nese was on Rampage, and I got into an argument with some people because it's like, well, what's wrong with having great wrestlers doing great matches, even though they're never going to win and they're never going to move up the card? And I'm, I'm just like, well, number one, I like Tony Nese a lot. I do. Tony, Tony Nese had some of my favorite matches. The pre-show match before that mania in New York where he won the title in front of his hometown that nobody watched, unfortunately, because it was the pre-show. Fantastic match. But having good wrestlers, when you have 40 other good wrestlers, there are 40 Tony nieces to me on the AEW roster, Chris. And to me, my problem with Tony isn't that he's being employed. It's that, okay, you're, so what you're telling me is all these people who want, oh, he's a good wrestler who can have a good match, is what they're telling me is they just want him to do the same thing he was doing in the other company and not being different. And I, I, I just look. Let me let me get my rant out of the way and I'll let you talk. Uh, <laughs> you can be a great wrestler. You can be smooth as hell. You can do all the right moves, but if you never take it to the second level, if you never put emotion in your moves, if you don't play the music between the notes, if you can't cut a good promo, which he hasn't yet, he might be able to. That's kind of what I want to see here. Then, you know, you, you just got another Frankie Kazarian for the most part as a baby face. Frankie Kazarian is very interesting as heel. He's not that interesting to me as a baby face. You, 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 having good guys who do great matches, it, it, that's just dancing. It doesn't go anywhere. And let me give you an example. I'm not saying this guy is, is a prototype or any kind, but when I was growing up, Manny Fernandez is not a great wrestler by any means, but he, and he wasn't a great promo either, but he tried and he put some emotion in it. And in the ring, he, he had a personality with, with trying to do the Kung Fu stuff. At the same time, he was trying to do athletic moves for being a fat guy. He at least was interesting to watch in the ring. Once you've watched Tony Nese matches, it's, it's kind of going to be the same every time. And I, I feel the same way about a guy that I really used to like as well, Dean Malenko. When Dean Malenko was in ECW, and he wasn't on TV week after week after week after week. You thought he was a world champion because he was the strong, silent type, and he put some oomph on those things. And once he came to Nitro on WCW, and you saw him week after week after week after week, he hit a ceiling at some point because the strong, silent type didn't matter. It just looked like he was disinterested as opposed to putting in being tortured. And 
look, I, I don't mind guys having a ceiling either. It's just, it's one of those things where I was a little confused by the blowback I got because I like Tony knees. I just don't, I, if you're not, what's the difference between this and his 205 live run though, to me, Chris, what am I missing here? A lot? No, no, no. I, I was about to make a glib joke and that's just not where I want to start like no. this thing because like, like, look, uh, my thoughts on Tony Nese, especially from the 205 live days, for those of you who've listened to the show are well known. And I used to make a lot of like punchy jokes at Nice's expense. Uh, suffice it to say, look, uh, you've already spoken to a lot of my criticisms of Nice. He's not a good promo. He can do moves in the ring, but they don't string together to tell a story. Now, there might be some who say, well, he wrestles a more modern style. And I go, yeah, sure. But it's like a modern style that does like an escalator to set up a figure four leg lock. And I just think that it's sort of this like un. it's not. It's very visually stimulating, but to your point, I think it hits a ceiling relatively quickly, especially in the absence of better in-ring storytelling. And when we're bringing up all of these critiques of Tony Nese uh, for the Nice defenders who are like, I don't have a problem with a guy who can't do a promo and doesn't tell <laughs> good stories in yeah. the ring. Yeah. Um, like, like when we're, when, I, I want to speak to that person right now real quickly what we're trying to say is that if tony niece could do a good promo which you the niece defender who says i don't care if he can't is conceding that yes it would be you're conceding that he can't do a good promo ipso facto it would be nice if tony niece could do a good promo if tony niece could get himself over on the mic and if he could do those things then he would be in a better position in the company um it, not just in this company but vince mcmahon would have saw it more in him as well um i thought that frankly commentary bringing up that he's a 16-year veteran didn't do tony niece any favors here tonight i i heard 16 years and i was like dang 2014 really was a long time ago and then i like looked at myself in the mirror i was like uh oh, mm, mm. um so so as time moves but uh yeah i i think that Nice is nice, but is he better than Pack? The answer's yeah. got to be no. The answer's got to be no. And, so my then- problem, and my problem isn't even AEW using him. It, 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 my, my thing was I didn't understand why we're putting him under contract if he's just going to be a guy to put over the guys, you know, that, oh, he can have good matches with blank, 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 and blank. You have a pretty big roster of those guys by this time. You have... Jay Lethal, who is pretty much doing the same thing. You have other guys, you know, you have Jack Evans, who isn't being used all that much. You have... Uh, you got Pat- Brian Danielson, who seems to be on this destination unknown, like, you're here to make other people look good. The sort Hardy of family office. I mean, Kenny Omega's entire first year was to make other guys look good. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's great that we have great wrestlers up and down the card. But great wrestling ain't ain't gonna it isn't bringing people in, isn't growing the audience. To me. Well, yeah, and, and I just don't know why you would, uh, given the depth. And it's of not even AEW's- great wrestling. It's 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 well worked, technically sound matches with no emotion to them, and that's my problem. That's my issue. Like if 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 if, if Nice were were working a match and he hit that second gear of emotion in there, I I I'd, I'd, I'd be a little bit more forgiving. And this isn't. 
I mean, use him, but it'd be like one of those things in the territory where he's Yeah, but that second year of emotion would be contingent on him having not match of the week, monster of the week style matches with like the mid-card champion or whatever, but rather instead telling long-term stories where like he really seriously imperils Sammy Guevara. And part of the problem with Tony Nese as an asset, which again goes back to our sustaining critique of the guy, is that he's not a good storyteller. And so as such, yes, he can have the night match um but he can't have the nice program yeah and that's and, all and, and that's always yeah. been true with tony niece it's always been true yes. the one time that that could have not been true was with drew gulak, drew gulak yep. the, and they they abandoned ship on that and that's a damn shame that's yes. a damn shame because they did all the work there tony was doing good work in it i want to give niece and gulag credit on that they were doing a great job there and they just had the rug pulled out from under them yes but outside of that niece has never done that in his career right and and it's you know it, it's one of those things where it's like you work the indies all that time you get used to okay high spot high spot high spot in front of 200 300 people that's great once you get to tv you have to do more than that and he was just and, and, and he never hit anything above the i'm gonna do a, a match kind of like the indies it's gonna be well worked it's gonna be very smooth nobody's ever gonna get hurt i'm gonna do a lot of athletic stuff but for TV, and power stuff, like he could yes. go fly, he could go power. I mean, like in the ring, he's got a lot of stuff he can do. No one's arguing that. Yes. And then once you see it a few times, then you go, okay, what's next for Tony? What, what kind of styles are you going to work? What story is he going to tell in the ring? Exactly. And it's, it's that kind of thing. And there are, and look, I'm not just doing this to implicate Tony needs. AEW has about 20 to 30 of these guys under contract right now that they don't have enough TV time for to get out there. They can just go out there and fill what I like to call do time filling things. I don't want a roster of Dolph Ziggler's necessarily. No, he's a, no, he's a great guy to bring up because y'all would be bored too. If your wrestling show was nothing but like Dolph leg Ziggler, levels of acting and performance and execution of these stories yes you would have a heart or we would get back to the old days of making fun of the utter campiness of wrestling because none of these guys can freaking act right. what you want are eddie kingston what yes. you want is cm punk like, yes. like right and rightly so i might add um you're and so i'm with you like i i this is i'm not trying to slag on niece but there is certainly an entire there's a tier of people working right now in, in AEW too, who I think are missing certain assets from the kind of like the broader package um, that keep you from being able to be a great vehicle for move, telling stories. So all you can do is fill in dark and elevation with nice bloodless matches. Yes. And they can, and they can get the young guys over and jungle boy can wrestle niece on a, on the main event of a dark, or something like that. And, you know, it, it, we have the same complaint about uh, Ricochet in some ways, or I did all this time. And everybody's like, oh, there's, he's, he can't miss Prosper. I go, he can't talk. He and Ricochet, talk. Would, if he went to AEW, he'd be stuck on this same plane along with Tony Nese. He, no, he'd be a little higher. He'd be in a that, little, a little bit, but, 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 but real quickly, we'd hit the same issues with him. Right. Can't tell a story with him. Can't put him on commentary because he's not going to be able to get himself over on commentary. Can't stand him in the ring and have him do a big promo with someone. He can do I, stunts. He can do yep. stunts, and that's about it. And we'll wait for the pay-per-view to, to break out the big ones. Yeah. 
But but you couldn't put him in a program with MJF because MJF would eat him alive. Yes, exactly. And would make him look small. Yeah, that that's an issue. Okay, well, that, that was one lazy river topic that I decided to do at the top of the show because we've got our Beatles chat out of the way before the show. I know, you know, it's funny. We really should have just done the Beatles stuff on have. air because I'm guessing yeah. there's a lot of people who would rather hear me talk about music opinions and see if I'm wrong about those like I am on wrestling. Yeah, well, well here, here's here's the main thing you can take from uh from Get Back. If Billy Preston had joined the Beatles, they never break up. That's what I've got out of it. <laughs> Uh, a little bit of news. The Young Bucks option picked up by AEW. They had signed three-year contracts, and Tony Khan had an option to pick up two more. Looks like all the original vice presidents deals are coming up, including Brandy and Cody, Jericho, and Omega. And I don't think any of those will not be picked up. Kind of of interest, and this is just an aside, at the AEW dark tapings, one person who had a squash was Brandy Rhodes. Which, as I said, if you want to blow this entire Brandy Cody as babyface things out of the water, put Brandy in a program with DMD, and tell tell me that everybody's not. We we get our our rants from Chris about how 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 Brett. Britt Baker is not, I almost called her Brett Butler. She's Brett a Baker. regional baby face. Baby face, yeah. Regional oh. baby face. Super regional. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on the Bucks re-upping, which is no surprise. A real nail biter. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, there's, their standing seem to be in peril in recent weeks here. So, you know, a <laughs> lot of ins, a lot of outs. I was following this one pretty closely. Uh, Beth Phoenix's last week with NXT is this week. She'll do war games and she will bow out. I think that's a little interesting given a couple of things. Number one, Scotty Tuhani leaving recently. And also uh, one Brian Alvarez over our, our friend over at wrestling observer doing a little grumbling that NXT 2.0 just isn't fun for some people anymore. I wonder if Beth Phoenix is one of those people as well, who just feels, eh, I gotta say what they tell me to do. And this is basically technicolor main roster. Now I, I, uh, Look, I've I've slagged on Beth quite a few times for being the brick handling of of commentary where she's just yelling random things or lines in there. I thought she was having a little bit of fun in this 2.0 era, you know, giving the weight as 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 well as she took, and also kind of being a little a little tongue in cheek about uh, breaking the fourth wall here and there. I thought she was actually improving on commentary in this last part, but maybe it's that Batista, I don't give a damn anymore. Run for her in some ways uh i thought she improved over time look yeah, when she I got on she was she was real rough uh, yeah. as she got settled then we started to get more of a sense of beth phoenix's personality and i remain utterly convinced that like phoenix in a less micromanaged scenario would actually be quite a hoot on commentary because she does i mean she likes the business she gets how to tell stories she likes to go along with the show and she's willing to she's willing to be fun and funny and like also does get uh, in in a way that sometimes other babyface commentators have a hard time with does get how to give agita to the heel commentator yes. in a way that's consistent with babyfaceness yeah and you know what as much as i hated her buying in to the uh to the indie dexter loomis wedding storyline and doing that 
so, you know what? I eventually grew to like that. I, I liked what that made it a... fun is because you could tell that the Beth character was doing it to get on Wade's yes. nerves. Yes. Yeah. What about love, Wade? <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be interested. I don't know. I don't know if they fill in that third chair. I think they may just go with uh, Vic and, and, and Wade. And that would be that would be fine. I I just I I'm going to at the end of Beth Phoenix's run give a uh, mild in defense of Beth Phoenix. I actually think she's funnier than she gets credit yes, for. Yes, yes. No, I I'll give you that as well. Um, she will still be under contract in whatever capacity with WWE. She's not planning on leaving. She wanted to make that clear as well. She just wants to go spend more time with the family, quote unquote. So whether that's a euphemism or not, who knows? But uh, yeah, I, I, let's let's see if she lets loose on this war games. That's that's what I'm kind of looking forward to. Uh, staying within the realm of WWE, they also unveiled their program for recruiting college athletes, name, image, and likeness because the NCAA now has opened those doors. Yes, <laughs> or NIL, nil. <laughs> also short for next in line if you want to go the corporate route there but yes they are now looking to recruit players with for that kind of thing that <laughs> the joke everybody's making of course was that's how much those kids will be making to <laughs> compared to professional sports uh yeah you need to uh you need to test that name nil but uh interesting that they they are at least giving the corporate image of being forward thinking in terms of recruiting uh, on campus with NCAA athletes. And look, uh, you're going after collegiate athletes. And in this case, you're not necessarily going after top tier ones. You're going after second tier ones or the... wrestlers. Yeah. I mean, wrestlers, which isn't a money sport in college, right? These guys might not be the most worldly individuals. Maybe didn't get the sharpest educations along the way. And this veneer is going to be enough to work one over on some young kid. <laughs> well, I was going to go the other way and go, Hey, what company are we talking about? Jeff, I nice said athletes are being paid and especially ones that aren't necessarily, you know, like if, if Vince goes with, prior things are going to be recruiting amateur wrestlers and amateur wrestlers aren't may, aren't getting the under the table perks of a lot of the football players. So, Hey, good for them. They can have some spending money in college, et cetera, et cetera. But no, Chris, you went the route that the, that uh, college athletes are meatheads. Nice I can't believe that I would <laughs> say that Vince McMahon is a scurrilous businessman with limited scruples who <laughs> would try to take advantage of people who are not getting premium educations, who are maybe not candidates in college for their high-level educational academic performance. Uh, another roster uh, move, AEW, big swole, asked not to be re-signed by the company. Mutual parting of ways, and according to her, she's been dealing with some health issues, aka Crohn's disease, as well. Um, I, you know, I wonder if she goes to the Indies to get a little bit more seasoning because she wasn't being used as much on AEW as others. I think they gave her that shot in the Britt Baker program, and once that kind of fell apart in some ways, and at the same time, this is when COVID was really starting to get there, so it was right as we were losing crowds, and so. You know, she was in and out and things like that. I, uh, I've i made my piece known on this. I thought Little Swole was the one that you sign out of that pair, Nicole Savoy. Uh, I, I Big Swole did what she was going to do on this roster. I, I hope she doesn't quit wrestling, but she is 32 right now, so it might just be time to leave. Who knows? 
Yeah. So on the Crohn's disease thing, I, I've known several people who've had it. I, I don't, but like I, I've known, I actually played with music with a guy who back in college. Who Explain to people who don't know what Crohn's disease, what Crohn's disease. Man, is. it is a brutally debilitating stomach yes. disease that yes. like really prevents you from being able to eat and hold down stuff, and especially if you're a high level performance athlete, this just absolutely annihilates your metabolism when it when it flares up it's fairly hard to control your ability um, to eat protein is gone so you can't keep up muscle weight as well yeah it, it's it's uh it's a serious serious thing especially for someone in big swole's line of profession so i i take look i'm gonna take her out a word on that and if she's got that that's that's an that's a thing like an acl tear that would absolutely sideline you because it would prevent yes. you from being able to train and be at top level condition and be able to be someone who you could trust would be able to catch other people and all those sorts of things um, now, in terms of swole in the ring, um, which I hope that she's able to get her health stabilized to and get back to, um, I think she, I'm with you. Like, I felt like she needed more seasoning from what I saw at AEW. I also thought, I mean, look, the AEW women's division is what it is. It's the DMD's division. And you are either going to come in and be at a level of performance where you could credibly be someone who could take the belt off of DMD and carry the division. Yeah. Or you're not. And if you're not, there's just not a lot of space for you in this division. And if you and can't cut a promo, you're dead in this division right now. Also true. And it's like a recurring theme with a number of people we've talked about tonight. But then then we get into <laughs> then we get into the other sort of problem for Big Swole, which is Jade Cargill. Um Jade Cargill basically, although Swole's a face and Cargill's a heel, Cargill's basically doing a very similar gimmick in a lot of ways to yes. Big Swole. And there's just only so much bandwidth now, now swole is head and shoulders better than jade cargill that's an issue but yes the the two people who are doing very similar things yes okay in, in terms of in ring work yeah no it's not even close i i, I messaged you earlier and i comped her to i this is cargill <laughs> she's, the ultimate comped, warrior. she's the ultimate warrior she's the ultimate warrior um and like look uh Great look. Fantastic look. Yes. Um, got a gimmick that I think works. Uh, you know, like can the, cut a promo, I think. In my yeah, opinion. It, it's it's in that warrior realm where it's like maybe not traditionally good, but it's good for her. And that's all that really matters. Mm -hmm. um, and like then you get her in the ring and it's a hot mess every single time. And all that she can do is, is these sort of like loosey goosey squashes. Um, since we're sort of freewheeling tonight uh, while we're on the topic here, um, I thought that the squash tonight that Cargill did was weird for a couple of different reasons. Okay. Um, one, uh, putting Thunder Rosa on commentary. Rosa's got a lot of things I like about her. Um, her as a promo to get herself over. That ain't one of them. Um, I thought that on commentary, she did nothing, but then we get to the, uh, the student tonight, uh, Janai Kai, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Way too defined of an in-ring character to be obliterated with absolutely no resistance. I agree. I mean, she, the, the people on the Indies and women's indie wrestling Twitter are very high on Kai. 
And to do that to her with that kind of, where she was all gimmick right there, as opposed to just being plain Jane. If she had been nondescript, I'm yes. generic bubblegum baby face boopsie doopsie. That's one thing. But she's in there as the kick monster or whatever, the kick demon, Janai yes. Kai. Yes. I don't think she got a single kick in, Jeff. No, she didn't get a move in, I don't believe. I did. what the hell is that? And then meanwhile, Rosa on commentary it's like, that's my student. Our student gets annihilated. Rosa doesn't have a coherent reaction to this because I actually was sitting there going like, what is like the actual right reaction for someone after this? And the answer is that shouldn't have happened. Uh, the student <laughs> should have put up some serious resistance. And then Jay Cargill should have done something unscrupulous to win the match and then continue to do unscrupulous and dastardly things, forcing Rosa to go down to the ring. Or, but when or tremendous horror from the teacher that the student was w in there way too early and way too, and what the hell have I done to this child? Oh my God. I can't believe. Yes. And you get, you get, and, and this, this actually reminded me a lot of watching Adam page on commentary on oh, dynamite. Yeah, we'll get this to that week. in the lazy river. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. That. yeah. 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 Save that. Uh, I'm going to say this AEW's women's division right now. Look, I know Mia Yim's probably going to get signed. I get that. I think there's a couple other women, Nicole Savoy and Nicole Matthews sign them both. Cause they both got personality at the Yazoo. And this is what this means. I don't need good young wrestlers. Like who's, who's the Chicago kid that they have sky blue. I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Great. And you know, we have a uh, Julia Hart. Great. Young perky Julia Hart's got like Anna some personality. Jay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Conti. We have we have enough of these types. Yeah. G give me some grizzled veterans who can talk. Give me more. Give me more Serena Deebs because Deebs is just doing her best work right now because she just looks she just looks like she has a total package compared to everybody in this division. Cutting promos, just gimmick. Knows she's, what she's doing. Uh, uh, yes. Confident. Love her. Love yeah, no, I, I I do too. Um, actually, you know, I mean, I don't. I think the percentage of this is fairly low, but like Beth Phoenix would be a wonderful person yes. to come in here and work with your Anna Jays, yes. and Contes, and all of those people, and any horsewoman, any you know, doesn't matter who. But yeah, no, any anybody with some sort of veteran thing who can cut a promo and show people how to do personality, uh, sign them now, please, because this division. This division is so it's just loaded with people who don't it's loaded yeah. with first gear people first gear that's what they can give you they can give you basic moves and basic matches and occasionally a decent promo but not a great one they don't have a lot of ring skills in there yeah i i i don't want okay that's it i'm cutting myself off there let's give a shout out to our sponsor my bookie when it comes to gambling, you always want to make sure you're getting the best bang for your buck. That's why you should bet with my bookie. Hey, oh. Jeff, what games are on this week? Oh, we have championship week this week. We have the Big Ten championship. We have the no way. championship. We have 12. all these big time. We have the Army-Navy game. Huge that game big. in my household. Yes, because my dad went to Navy. Roots for Navy every year. Gets together with some Army guys and trash talk. And they trash talk each other. Phenomenal games going on. At my bookie, you can bet on all your favorite sports with exclusive promotions, contests, and more to find your winning bet. Hey, what's right. my promo code? Do I have a promo code? You well, we have a promo code. Oh, okay, all right. And right now, when you make your first deposit with my bookie, you'll instantly receive double your first deposit when you use our promo code, Mister Hand. 
<laughs> ropes r-o-p-e-s and my bookie will double your first deposit instantly up to one thousand dollars how's that for fast money yes i love it. iowa put some money on that use your extra funds to bet on this week's biggest games including that which i just said promotion is only available for a limited time so don't miss out head to mybookie.ag use our promo code ropes r-o-p-e-s secure your double deposit bonus today that's ropes double your funds to double your winnings and bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie speaking of which let's go and see if they have odds on the war games shall we i can't wait i kind of want to see this i kind of want to see if they have bets because you can bet pro wrestling here i just don't know if they're gonna do 2.0 because that's like betting on minor league baseball Uh, let's see the sports book. Where where are we here? Tennis, blah blah blah. Uh, U.S. Pol- What's the U.S. politics one? Inter- international politics in the midterms. Uh, royal family Prince Charles to become king by 2025, and the next general election in the U.K. Conservatives minus 240, Liberal Democrats plus 10,000, Labor plus 180. Yeah, I think they're giving you long odds on that one. I do not see. Uh, I- well, they don't think the Lib Dems have a chance, do they? <laughs> they do. Special wagers. Is that wrestling? No, that's current events. Okay, there is no wrestling one up there. So 2.0 is not available for uh, betting on. What's the current events one? Who's individuals and groups of people organized markets settle on Time Magazine's officials? Oh, Time Man of the Year, Prop Bet 2021. It's saying doctors, nurses, first responders, healthcare work is minus 250. That's the only favorite in there. With the World Health Organization next at plus five hundred, uh, and Anthony Fauci at five fifty. I I, uh, I don't know who's gonna be man of the year this year, Chris. You, uh, you, you you know, here's the thing that makes me a little leery about the man of the year one, right? Um, every so often, time does a bad person as the man of the year, yes. basically. Yeah, and so like like there's always. In that one, there's always the oddball chance that, like, all these people who are being presented as, like, laudable figures in this case, n- not editorial. I don't know if they're being, they may not be laudable figures necessarily. You I, I don't, I, like, I'll put it this way. Um, they're not putting up Anthony Fauci in the way that they put up Adolf Hitler. Jeff. No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no place for Nazi imagery anywhere in the current events. Let's stop this, kids. Uh, yeah. Uh, Journalist plus 2000, Greta Thunberg plus 3300. Yeah, okay, yeah. Right. So, again, there's like, like the one thing I see, like, if it was me, if I was gonna bet, I I would see what the odds were like on like Chairman Xi. Oh, like, he's like, on here too. Is he? Is he? Yeah, Xi Jinping is plus 2000. Oh, uh, see, like, you know, like, I, I, I would fade like the ghouls of the world, if you will. Okay, uh, yeah, I, uh. Whatever they're just gonna give it to some foreign leader who did something this year and get away from COVID. So who knows? Uh anyways, because <laughs> I've been stalling. Uh, this is such a weird show already tonight, kids. NXT War but it's Games. Good. But it's good, yes. Jeff. NXT War Games 2021. Gone. Takeover imagery. Best promo of the week is on social media. Again, what are these people doing? Stop this. Put good promos on there. And of all people. The former 
<laughs> I was almost going to call him the former LA Knight, but that's his current name. No, the former Eli Drake, but this former is the Eli thing Drake, that Eli Drake's Eli always Drake had. Did, yes. This is what, like, we saw this on NWA Power, um, and Eli Drake actually was awesome on that show, believe it or not, LA Knight. Um, yes. And he's come to NXT. They never really wanted to use him for the thing that he's best at, which is the thing that you see on the social media promo thing. Um, I... I they, it's like they've never really got what Eli Drake is. Yeah, he's a guy who can talk you into the building for the most part. He's a, he, because I think they just look at him and go, "Oh, he's just doing the Rock and Stone Cold." He's like the reverse of, of what an AEW like, like, yes. like Tony, like, like Tony Nice is everything that Eli Drake isn't, he's and a, vice versa. He's a throwback like, to the '80s where it's like the guys who could talk would get the pushes, and then you'd watch them and they'd go, "Okay, they're okay wrestlers, but they're not great wrestlers." But they keep getting pushes and would get mid-card title belts because they could talk, and that was the whole reason you sold tickets. They can carry a story, and like yes. that's like L.A. Knight, and you see this in this little social media promo, tells a completely coherent story from it the beginning. fantastic It's promo. really good. It's really, really good, and wrestling needs that. Even it will always need that. It's not a modern versus retro thing. It, all, it needs the guy who can do the flippy-do stuff and the guy who can tell the story, and sometimes they're the yeah. same guy and sometimes they're not and, and la knight really serves a meaningful role in this he says once basically what the the crux of this thing if you haven't seen it seek it out you know johnny's apologizing for not getting the uh the advantage he goes well we don't need it you know because oh they're big bad and scary guys i don't know oh but we're veterans we're gonna fight you once that thing you even drop the brother in there <laughs> like like my god i'm watching 80s throwback all over and then it, this helps hype tomaso champa up to do a pro decent promo too i was just like yeah i mean it was it was good it was a hype promo and that's all i want i just want to i want to feel like this is a fight in a war games match because it's war well games. you're never gonna get that you're never gonna get that i mean that's the, the problem with nxt 2.0 is not that they've switched to developing some of these guys up or even necessarily some of the guys are they're choosing to focus in on like diamond mine's fine uh ivy nile's cool uh, the yes. Creed brothers are cool. Yeah. Um, Braun Breaker is cool. Uh, Von Magner is iffy. Um, but like, it, 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 I mean, he has I, to get a caveman gimmick at some point. I know what he needs to do is he needs to decide that his favorite wrestler is Van Hammer, and he, <laughs> he <laughs> and just be Van Hammer. He needs to decide his favorite wrestler is is Wayne Bloom. And start to get his old man's charisma somehow. Yeah, no, but like it's not it's not the guys that they're they're choosing to focus in on that's the problem. Is that yeah. they, it's like these programs are boring. Like they're, yes. they're, yeah, they're 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 like they're like greatest hits of things you've seen in WWE for the last twenty five years. Oh, here's uh, the that, here's the Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes is being fundamentally underprevented. Like, like this is a guy who's way more interesting than the way they're presenting him. Yeah. Uh, he has a gimmick that's way more, especially with like the GameStop and everything. Like that whole gimmick is way more relevant than they even really know what to do with. They haven't had any idea what to do with the guy since the Million Dollar Man thing finished out, and he's in this silly, silly, silly poker storyline that somehow <laughs> involves both Duke Hudson and uh, his hair. Yes. And and that go home on that was just wretched. Yeah. Just, and he, <laughs> just wretched. Oh, I have these Photoshop photos. That's always the death. That's you. You death. look like one of the three stooges said like no kid born after the year 2000. 
You mean that bad movie a few years ago with no, no, the Three Stooges? Yeah, no, no, it's thing. a cartoon from the 1930s. Oh, it's dear. 90 years old. Let's let's do this preview. Uh, no disrespect in the order because there's there's I don't know which order they're going to be going in, but there will be a War Games match first. I was originally going to do the women's, but let's do women's as the main event. What the hell? It's most interesting to me. Starting off with the men's war games match team, black and gold, Tommaso Ciampo, Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunn, and LA Knight. Also on that promo, they made a DIY reference, which is always kind of cool versus team 2.0, Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo with trick Williams. You assume he's probably gonna get involved in this too. Team 2.0 has the man advantage here. Chris, I am going to defer to you on this first one. Who do you like? You kind of almost want to think the retro guys win this, but I kind of think like Braun Breaker gets a pin on Tommaso Ciampa to set up the rematch. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this is the most, to me, this is the most obvious story that they're going to tell at some point is that Braun Breaker, this is the Raquel Gonzalez war games from a couple years ago, or actually was it last year where she, she got the uh, choke slam on EO between the rings to pin her to set her up as a number one contender. Yes. We're going to set up Ron breaker as a number one contender. Again, Carmela Hayes is going to do some great stuff, probably off the top of the cage, you know, Dunn and Champa are going to be great. Gargano Waller and LA Knight are wild cards here. I think Knight's going to be fine. Cause you're going to do mostly punch kick stuff. D'Angelo and Waller. Who knows? <laughs> Waller's going to do something dangerous is sort of like, I'm not worried that D'Angelo is going to be like, I need to do a moonsault off the top, but a bang. Like, but like, I think that Waller might. I wish he would. I wish he'd go up and do a, and yell, I, want, I want him to stop the team and go, Hey, hey. I'm going to go to the top rope and do a moonsault. Use guys. I'm going you, you, to the top rope. <laughs> None of you move. <laughs> None of you move. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want anything else. I don't want anything else other than him doing a bad Italian stare. All right, you guys wait. So. He does a double axe handle off the he top. Comes, he comes Chico marks on the way. Hey, don't you worry. I'm going to jump off of you. <laughs> I'm going to go to the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> Ma, get the zitty ready. All right. Uh, <laughs> control yourself. Next up, singles match for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, which might be on its way out in favor of another name for the title. Roderick Strong with the Diamond Mine taking on Chris's favorite gimmick ever, Joe Gacy with Harland. Interesting build for this as they almost they almost made this a uh, uh, intergender title with the man, and then they couldn't. Of course, they couldn't. No, it's, it's just a good gimmick, Jeff. This is just a good gimmick with a great story. He's my, he's, he's my favorite wrestler now. Chris. Yeah, I no, yeah, no, he's relatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us, he might no, <laughs> no, but yeah, th this is basically to get rid of the cruiserweight stipulation, I believe, at some point. Uh, I did, I did, Bi Malcolm Bivens is just a, a national treasure who must be protected at all costs. Oh, you done messed up now. I, I loved that. 
I expect a lot of smoke and mirrors in this, a lot of interference by Harland in the diamond mind. And I expect Roderick Strong to retain and perhaps some rebranding, but I would not be shocked if they put the belt on Gacy. And then that's how they end up rebranding the belt as the all the NXT inclusive championship. That's what they're going to do. Aren't they? I, I mean, okay. Like the, the problem, if they do that one, you sort of saw it in the enhancement match here. Um, either Gacy is now fighting way undersized guys or he's fighting women or he's fighting like monster dudes and the monster yes. dudes thing is fine. Um, however, having an open weight championship is basically what the North American championship already is. And you've already got Carmelo Hayes doing a undersized heel champion. Who's a perfect candidate for the Apollo or, uh, Odyssey Joneses of the world to go and toss around. Like that's, that's what a Carmelo Hayes is. So, I don't think Joe Gacy kind of slot like when you saw him in the ring with those three guys, it sort of only further illustrates why Gacy would actually be a fairly poor choice to be this champion here. Um, Cause there aren't enough small guys, especially not in that company for Gacy to tell meaningful stories for months as the heel champion that like holds it for one of these small guys to overcome. Gacy is not going to be working intergender programs with all of the women on the roster until Ivy Nile dethrones him and becomes the champion. Although that would actually be a very amusing story given like Gacy winning it off of uh, 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 Roderick Strong here. Ivy you, Nile. Hold on. Do you think they ever actually break it and actually do an intergender match with someone? I, I don't think so. I, I like don't it's, either. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I just, I not until the old man dies and, and it might be a while after that. Um, so no, uh, I, I don't. And then you get to the, as we discussed the monsters, like Odyssey Jones, I mean, they, they had him have that match against Roderick strong, but all that tells me is that Odyssey Jones needs to be having a match against Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. So I, I don't think all of this is to say I've thought about it. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe they choose to make Jeff Hawkins, the happiest man in America and make Joe Gacy. Yeah. The that might be champion. Happy. Yeah, yeah. well, you'll finally have some smiles on your face for a change. Oh, oh sure. No, I, I'll be looking for it. I'll be, I'll be getting little text messages from you smiling with Joe Gacy on in the background. It's disgusting. Oh, yeah, I bought oh, all yeah. his gear, too. Yeah. yeah, you did. You did. Well, okay, there was a Cyber Monday sale, and you're like, Chris, I got all the Joe Gacy gear. It says inclusivity on the T-shirt. I'm like, okay, dude. Kim uh, Jong-un plus 20,000 for times, man, or years. Go ahead. So there you go. I, there's another guy. He, probably Joe Gacy likes him, too, uh, your favorite wrestler. Um. <laughs> He, he's not my favorite wrestler. he's your favorite wrestler yeah, and, and your favorite wrestler loves kim jong-un um all right so who, wins, who wins this match no roderick strong i've okay. already said that yeah in the hobby it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks we hype ourselves up thinking ah, maybe i can pull a ken griffey jr rookie card but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates it's all just a shot in the dark until now introducing slab packs from arena club Com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you, you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun 
And sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to, to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs. And it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Uh, for the w, for the <laughs> NXT Tag Team Championship, Imperium, your champions, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, who I adore, taking on Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner in what is probably Kyle O'Reilly's last match with the company. <coughs> Chris, you're up. Um, I think Imperium wins. And at the end of this, Von Wagner turns on Kyle. Wow. Okay. So you got, I, I don't see him turning, but uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think Imperium get the win and they pin Kyle and Von Wagner's kind of left and they probably take out Kyle O'Reilly after the match and Von to get the baby face push is going to, is going to avenge his friend. That's what I'm thinking here, but yes, I, I agree. I think Imperium uh, continue uh, doesn't great. he make more sense as a heel, though? Not just in yes. look, but also in terms of the layout of this roster. That yes. if, if if Breaker's not taking the title anytime soon, then Champa really should be in a program with Von Wagner next. And they've already put him in. They, I mean, they needlessly put him into that four-way like mix master match or whatever a while back ago for the title. I, it just seems like that's that's their plan for the guy, and that's where they're going. Yeah, but you know they they want the big star and he's tall, <laughs> so logic. Big goes stars out can be heels. Yeah, big stars can be heels. Hair versus hair. What the hell are we doing? Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson. Is it my? It's my turn, isn't it? Uh this should be an aces wild match. <laughs> and what would that do? You would. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have anything for that. You just want to make up a stupid match and put it out there as oh, I, oh, I caught you, you ever in a lie. Se- have you ever seen the old seventies TV show Joker's Wild? Yes, I have, and, and you're not going to get any Jack Berry reference past me. It would one. be it would be begin with with the round of Joker's. Oh, 
that's that's the that's that's the that's the shake them ropes version of the norm mcdonald joke have you ever just told a lie and just just a lie it's like i gained nothing from this that was you here that was you try this should be an aces wild match what's that mean? It, 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 stipulations are fun it doesn't matter what it means it does you, annou- you means. announce that it's an aces wild match then you have the match all right <laughs> Who's getting their head shaved here, Chris? Because I'm fairly certain it's going to be Cameron Grimes after getting the trim. I, I don't know why. I think they just I think they just want to humiliate him and shave off, you know, the the all the hair growth. He looks like a weirdo. We need to, you know, that kind of thing as opposed to Duke Hudson. Duke Hudson might be for the humiliation factor, and I think he probably deserves to get his head shaved. Don't get me wrong in this feud. But I think I'm gonna. Thing- you know what? I I I think it's red herring. No one, no okay. one, gets, no one gets their head shaved. Yeah, I'm, I was trying to think of this because it's like it's not like Cameron Grimes is the old guy necessarily in this feud. He's still very, very young. So I was thinking, you know, uh, you know what? No, I'm going to say Duke Hudson gets his head shaved. I do. I'm going to say Duke Hudson loses the match. I'm going to say that no one gets their head. Oh, shaved. you know what? You know what they could do? It's like, well, that doesn't mean my hair is up there. And they bring out uh, who is it? Harlem Bravado. What, what, what's the name of that? Dude, he's he's Andre Chase. Andre yes. Chase. Andre Chase gets his head shaved. That's who I'm picking to get. Yes, it's a hair versus hair match, but it's like, oh, you see, I'm crafty about you know the deal, and you didn't read the fine print. I put up Andre Chase's hair or whatever. I think Andre Chase gets his head shaved. He's Andre Chase is sneakily getting over with that NXT crowd. Yes, he is. Yes, yeah, he is. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a very ironic crowd, so they love this kind of old school gimmick and look he's good in it he's good in it and it's and it's a more he's a more full character yes than a lot of these other characters most of these guys he should be on team 2.0 instead of grayson waller in my opinion i think he's a better grayson waller stinks all grayson waller says is uh, it's just about it's about engagement bros yes he's he's a guy to troll wrestling fans like me who hate social media posts that's who and and and, and like that's even the part that annoys me what annoys me is that he's not anymore thought out than that and then and what is my one main event of this show and i cannot wait for this in some ways in other ways i'm dreading it like <laughs> the women's war games match raquel gonzalez Iro Shir- shirai cora jade and kaylee ray one of these things is not like the other versus dakota kai and toxic attraction three of these things are not like the other mandy rose gg dolan and jc jane Chris, I will allow your analysis first before I give what I think is going to be the biggest shot call of the week by anybody. Go. Um, I think that the babyface team wins here. Babyface team has the advantage, by the way. I think they win. That was a great ladder match between Dakota Kai and Kaylee Ray which is no shock because they're two of my favorites to watch. I really enjoyed that. Babyface is getting an advantage in a war games match makes absolutely no sense at all. It's got to be one of two stories. The story they could tell is that somehow the baby faces lose the advantage because Cora Jade gets taken out of this match, which I could definitely see. I'm going to go another way though, based on what I saw on the television. And here is my, here's my strong call. So to speak, I think there's a double turn during the course of this match. I think Kaylee Ray, they were setting her up originally to fight Raquel. I think she turns on Raquel. And I think Toxic Attraction, before that, turn on Dakota Kai because she lost the advantage. 
at some point because you could see they they were kind of setting that up the mumbling and grumbling backstage after that happened so i think i think the roles get reversed here somehow i do think the baby faces win because i think some member of toxic attraction taps out here uh no you know what i think they leave dakota kaida they leave dakota kaida her own devices dakota kai eats the fall oh you do okay that that could be yeah they leave a war games match oh that would be so no 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 no. chris i am with you on that i I, i'm now realizing oh maybe maybe they don't even show up maybe it's just dakota kai in there against the other four just something stupid the stupidest thing i could think of is that three people quit on their teammate and leave the war games match or or decide honestly to the same point uh, equally as stupid the three people decide to get revenge on the weak link during the war games match during the war game and they totally might do that that's why i'm they actually beat on dakota they throw her to raquel who gets the pin <laughs> again in in a situation where war games had any stakes whatsoever attached to the outcome of it this would be unbelievably stupid jeff but in a situation where it actually means nothing you might yeah. as well just go ahead and beat yeah. him up while you're in the cage why yeah. the hell not and then canny let's see how it plays out <laughs> My my boy Canny is getting quoted more and more. Oh yeah, and, and getting and not getting any of the love. And I'm just not gonna say residuals it. either. No, 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 no love for Canny. But they invoke him all the time. They quote him like a prophet. Yeah. <laughs> so that is our War Games preview. I don't know if I'll be watching this one live. I really don't. It's like now I can now I can wait now I can wait, and I have that that uh, I have that luxury. What's the can't miss factor on this show? There is none. Right. I know it's a, it's a tr- it's a trick question, but like yeah, like uh, uh, there's no, just war games used to be can't miss for me. And now I'm just like, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. No, it'll be a fine match when I watch it on Monday while I'm working. Yeah. Um and it will be it'll be fine because I'm not like super I mean, it's not going to be hot for every second of every minute of the match because the feuds are not super hot. There's not a lot of stories to call back to or beats to call back to. I don't expect them to overwrite this and give me something really narratively satisfying here. Um, it's going to be okay. It'll be an okay show. Yes. Um, but but it's a shame because we're talking about NXT here, which eight years ago, six years ago, was putting out on a regular basis some of the best wrestling in the year. Yes. Uh, like, like, and would be putting out match of the year contenders and stuff. And I think the one thing that you can feel fairly safe on predicting going into this show is that there's not going to be a match of the year contender coming out of this show. And that really stinks. And that says something, unfortunately, about the broader state of wrestling that NXT no longer generates match of the year contenders. You might go, oh, but they're a match of the year contender somewhere else. Okay, fine. But they used to be on NXT, and it's unfortunate and sad and bad that they're not there anymore. Done a lot of lazy rivering already, but it is time officially for the lazy river of wrestling criticism. Anything that crosses our minds in wrestling from from the week, from the week behind, from the past week, whatever we want to go into. I'm going to start this because I have a question for you, Chris, and this is a, another hot button topic in the Twitter verse this week. The promos on Raw, which alluded to the cuts by WWE. Liv Morgan had one saying that Becky's contract was a result 
But the only way that she got that is because her friends, aka Ruby Riot, were cut. And then, of course, Edge on The Miz talking about uh, both Morrison and also them being mentioned on AEW. Oddly enough, I think Charlotte's promo kind of works its way in here too because it's like the whole number two should never talk about number one or number one should never talk about number two, which was my critique of of both promos on Monday, I think made its way in here. Um, Give you a little bit of background information that I'm privy to. Edge, Edge's idea was to bring up this stuff. It wasn't written for him. Uh, And I'm not talking out of school in that neither of these were uh, pressured by uh, the the showrunner. To, to do these promos. So they were ideas that came out of the creative process in some way. I, I didn't like them. I don't like the use of it, Chris. I, I thought it's, I think it's in poor taste. I think it's in some ways, the company trying to make it an on-screen storyline that the talent is expensive. <laughs> And I don't think that works necessarily for a global company that has so much money to it. I just think it's also in bad. Man, I almost think you're giving that too much credit. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't even know that I think they're thinking that deep on it. I don't think they're thinking that deep on it, but I just think it's in bad taste to refer to former employees. Oh, and the, oh, the other thing I was saying is, is Pat McAfee calling the Shayna Baszler uh, stomps on the elbow, the uh, future and future endeavor stomps. I just think it's spiking the football a little bit of, Hey, we have jobs here and you don't ha 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 ha. I found it in bad. T- I wasn't offended by it, but I found it in bad taste. Definitely. There's nothing offends me anymore by, by how garish they can be. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just a commentary on your own level of desensitization. Yeah. Than- I mean, yeah, been, yeah, yeah, I, I, no, I've, no I've watched, I'm not like trying to I've be watched so much low grade, cheap heat wrestling that this kind of crap just doesn't phase me anymore you know but, but I'm, it's I'm, still of a piece with like kind of what we were talking about last week with mcafee just how he's yes. sort of this like loose cannon on the microphone and like i mean look the future endeavors kicks line is if it was planned i guess kind of tasteless if it's not planned sort of an unconstructive thing to be bringing up on commentary in the first place. You don't actually need to be having your audience go, oh, yes, I remember that character. They've been written off of the show. Yes. Uh, yeah, like that's not actually a good piece of, of business. Um, In terms of Liv Morgan talking about Becky, obviously everyone's hung up on the, the truthfulness of the contract or the cuts and all that stuff. I'm thinking I'm sitting here and watching this and thinking more just like from a practical level of what does this do to get Liv Morgan over? And does she come off as sympathetic during the course of this? And I found her to be whiny and petulant. It's a lot of the fears that I have with Becky where Becky is a great promo and everything, but oftentimes she chews up the other person she's in the scene with. And I felt like Liv Morgan going out there and sort of like kvetching, um, at Becky didn't actually do a lot to get Liv Morgan over. And that was my bigger problem with the promo. It has less to do with like bringing up Ruby Riot and more to do with more to do with, are we getting Liv Morgan over here? Do people like Liv Morgan more at the end of every one of her dialogue yes. interactions? And if the answer to that is, I don't know, then why did you give her the stick? 
the whole point it, it'd be the same if, if she was doing an enhancement match and she went out and had an enhancement match at the end of the enhancement match you go is Liv Morgan a good wrestler and people are like eh. then the enhancement match wasn't any good right and I feel like that's that's exactly what's happening here with these promos I mean that's my problem with Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch yeah and I think you're right on that one half and then it's the other thing of booking for the internet you know it, it's it's you know the general WWE audience probably isn't all that, you know, the casual fan, the one, the family who brings their kids to the show, the audience that they're really quote unquote gearing towards, not the online fanatics who read every news site on the world. You know, the, the, the family of four mom may not like going there. Dad's amused someone. The kids are really into it. Don't know about the cuts. They just know that they're not on TV anymore. That's all they know. And so bringing that up is just kind of like you're expecting the audience to go along with it. And, and, and I think a lot of the audience probably for WWE went, well, what does that mean? You know, what, your friends aren't here anymore. Yeah. What? With, with an increasingly casual audience um, and, and you, you brought up the families and stuff. I'm also always thinking about like the corporate events that I used to, yeah. I used to be in the sections where you'd have like people who are there on a business event thing and they have no clue what's going on. So like, you talk about roster cuts, and it means nothing to Deb no. from accounting. Every, it, everything that should go in this show should be on this show. It, that's the thing. Is like every every story, every piece of dialogue, every promo that you want to be important should be on your television show. And if that's not a part of the television show, which it isn't, then don't put it on there. And my problem with Edge versus Miz is that there might they might eventually settle in on some pretty good promos here along the way i think that that's always a live possibility with miz um but we all know the match is gonna suck and <laughs> like, like, like it's not gonna be good the, the best thing we can hope for is that they shoot like a cinematic match or something like that we know the promos aren't gonna be that good because we know that we're not gonna take we're not gonna take the reins off there's the off there's chance. not gonna be the there's the off chance uh it, it, yes but i'm with you i don't think that that's gonna happen right okay you're 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 go um, I guess we'll just stick with the theme of the night here. Uh, and I want to talk about Adam Page on commentary this week uh, during the Danielson match. Okay, because that, that was, that was going to be part of my next one. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. So um, Danielson versus Allen Five Angels. Um, I don't want to belabor the Danielson component of this heel turn other than like he has moments where I think he's pretty good as a heel. And then he has other moments where I just completely don't buy it. Um, and it's like, and it happens in his promos too. He has like, actually like, uh, the promo he did about John Silver tonight. Um, he made this face at the end of it. That was fantastic. Just like a, like, like a, basically like a yeah. dumbass, but in a face. Um, and then there are other lines in there that just don't ring true, but that's not really my concern here. As I'm watching this program, it's, it's that Adam page um, comes off as like a weird and bad friend kind of on a consistent basis and, and putting ambivalent him and ambivalent. And like this, what this Danielson thing should be doing right now for page. Cause it's like, Oh, what would you have him do? Chris? Um, it should be tugging at his heartstrings to see all of his friends who he's finally come around to as like actually being his friends. And, 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 and like it, it, what I add page, the character should have some associative level of guilt for not realizing that this whole time he had these really good friends who really cared about him when no one else did and he didn't even believe in himself. Are getting and like, stomped in the face. They're 
they every crushed week. these men who believed in him and loved him when he didn't love himself for getting annihilated yes. by yes. this dickhead Brian Danielson and pay and like pay this well, this Chris, is Chris the match is going to be so good and the matches are good along the way Chris don't you get it yeah. yes no what I'm saying is that this is a, a wonderful opportunity for Paige to really have his heart in the blender right now yes. and us feeling him hurting as he's watching his friends hurt and like Paige comes down there he's always a second too late and, and like and, and that's not what's happening yes. what is instead happening is Danielson comes out and is Preach. outclassing he's outclassing guys who he should outclass yes and, and he outclasses them and then he gets done outclassing them and is he a little rough on them yeah but they had the nerve to come in there and say that they're on the same level as him and they're not and they should know that he knows that everyone knows that they're in there trying to do a thing and this whole thing's supposed to be sending a message to Paige, and Paige is trying to play it like Iceman but Iceman's watching all of his friends die here in the ring every week yes. um like, like so I I I can't wait for this match here in Garland in a couple few weeks because, my God, I hope it's the end of this storyline because this is not doing Adam Page any favors. And I get that it might be more durable for, like, loyalists or whatever. But, you know, at some point, you're going to want this guy to have a much stronger connection than he's Feel something. Got. For the love of God, feel something about your friends who are getting their face stomped in by a guy who's trying to get under your last nerve, you know, show me that struggle. Show me something about that because here's the other half of that. Number he should one, be down there every week at the end of these. And he does this sometimes, but he should be screaming at Danielson. Fight me right now. Main event right now. Main event on rampage. Main this, event. Yeah, We're yeah. done. You're not going to use my friends to get to me anymore. Yes. I'm going to do this. I'm a man. Uh, he should be yelling at them to stop playing with his prey and to pin them as opposed to, you know, hey, you can pin them. You don't need to do this to them. You know, that kind of thing. He should be begging the Dark Order guys to not go stop, and fight these stop fights. Stop fighting them because you're getting your ass beat. That should have been the message after Uno. This needs to be breaking his yes, heart. Yes, like, Yeah, and, and like the dark, and there should be some interplay with the Dark Order guys going, no, we're going to do this. We're going to keep killing ourselves. We're doing ourselves. this for you. We're doing we're this gonna for keep, you. And, and everyone, Uno's hurt, and Cole Cabana's all these, and everyone's like, no, I'd do it again. And Paige has to realize that these guys aren't going to stop doing this for him until he goes out and does this himself. Yes, like, this has to be, this has to be about Paige and not Danielson people. Yes. This, you might be enjoying Danielson. That's fine. You should be enjoying Paige. You should be loving Paige. You should be dripping and feeling for his Ooh. story. Ooh, you should want to be there, man. Preach. You should want to be in the ring fighting Danielson and getting your head kicked in for Paige. Like, you want it to stop. You want this guy to finally get Danielson, and you don't. You are enjoying Danielson being a heel right now, and that's why this isn't a good story. It's not because Danielson's not doing a good job. It's because the guy he's working across the ring from isn't picking up the other end of the slack, narratively speaking. And the match, I know, but the match is going to be good, Chris. I know, but it's about <laughs> the program, people. Yes. It's about the program. 
Whew, you were worried about having no energy tonight. That's what I like. Aren't you glad that I held you up and I was like, I got this Death Wish coffee on clearance. Let me get a cup of that in my system. You'll be up all night now. Well, we're going to take that walk after. This is the best of the Daniels or the best of the Allen Angels matches for me because this is, you know, he just killed him. And, you know, did, did got- I mention this was another fantastic Brian Danielson match? Because he has them all yes. the damn well, time. That's well, here, not the problem. No, no, no. Here, here's the point I'm getting at is where Kenny Omega doing Allen Angels matches was like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna try and lift him up to be my equal right now, even though he's not going to beat me. But Brian Danielson was having none of that. He was like, okay, you'll get your moves in here, but then I'm going to beat the crap out of you. And it was fantastic, and I loved it. Here's my other problem. with, with you, you brought up a lot of great issues. The thing that sets off Adam Page is such a dumb, anachronistic, it, oh, it's coward S the word and oh that's what sets him off it's it's like the marx brothers movie duck super upstart is the word oh you're an upstart sir sir i'm gonna call you an up oh you have offended my honor sir you called me a coward oh i'm gonna come down the ring as opposed to his friends yes that are it, head it, it's off. his pride and his masculinity yes. that is being questioned that finally again and and this I, i'll go further this really cuts against the grain of the adam page iteration of cowboy which is this more enlightened 21st century different masculine version of what being a cowboy is putting horns on your tesla right like that so for, for it's Paige, a little gary cooper too it's a little it's not good gary cooper it's like oh the guys are coming in to kill you to kill you but they also said you were a bad father what i can't believe that i'm right <laughs> right so now like page is what finally baits page is not you know the more modern virtues of being like a good feeling friend to your other yes. you know fellow friends they call it's, the coward. oh you said i have no balls my balls are huge i have huge balls i'm gonna kick your ass like yeah, yeah it's like wait him kicking your friends heads in isn't enough but he calls you a coward oh, now which I'm one which one is more sympathetic you're gonna stop beating up my friends buddy and if you're gonna hit them you're gonna hit me first or i have huge balls how dare you yeah i just oh my god we are we're on a negative kick tonight. I, I just, I don't get, well, we're not, and, and we're being nitpicky and that's cool too. Uh, the other half of this, which, which was in my point on the lazy river, cause I had, I just had two points. I just had the promos and then I had, had this one, John silver. God bless him. Has he ever been angry in his life? Because there was a time to be angry. And that was Wednesday night when he went walking down, like one of the bushwhackers, <laughs> because of his arms i'll get him hangman you know it was like it was like almost like an eager kid as opposed to somebody angry about it. i'm from long annihilating his friends i mean like this is this is the other thing is john silver should have came down and said hangman you can't do anything dude i'm done i'm done like i'm going down there and, and i yes. thought the same thing with the follow-up promo on rampage tonight oh well brian danielson can do some submissions but i'm actually pretty handy at submissions too <laughs> I'm like, dude, bro, like the, this, this is the is wrong. Not, this is the wrong. Yeah, yeah not, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> two months ago, when Danielson gets into the company and he's a baby face, yeah, That's looking, the energy, looking yeah. forward to locking horns with old D. Bry. Uh, now, <laughs> like, like uh, no, like he just knocked out your friend's tooth. <laughs> like, hey, just kick to your friends. Wow, this will be a fun hoot nanny. This is gonna be a real test of my abilities up to now. Like, yes. no, no, oh, dude, you should want to kill that guy. What's your problem? And this is going to be a fight. This is not going to be a test. Yeah, I, I just 
we just need to think about these things and get some acting going on in these TV shows. And we're not get, we're not getting heat. We're getting people who are happy to be there. Stop this. And like again, th- this could just be a much more compelling story with like minor yes. tweak. Like I'm not saying. I'm not saying remove Danielson and put in Miro. That no. ship has sailed. No. We've already we discussed that. That ship has sailed. Um, I'm just saying, like, if this is the world we're working in now, dude, like, do a better job with Paige. For yeah. Paige fans. Yes. Uh, this is your new champ. This is the face of your company now. And he's coming off like I'm, I'm uh, oh, he's an emo cowboy. Well, I don't want that as my champion. Get the belt off of him then. Let him do the story without the belt. I initially liked the guy of this is not a loner baby face. This is a baby face with friends who cares about like everything they had. That was fine. Like, everything they had on the, he won the title celebration moment. What a great backdrop for all of this. But you and, know who and- got mad when his friends were, had their head kicked in dusty Rhodes, who was another cowboy with friends. Yeah. Just go get mad. You son of a bitch. <laughs> And, and care about other people. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, that's, you care that's about what we your want. friends? No, I'm watching them get their head kicked. Oh, I guess I better go down there. He called me a coward. Uh, oh, no, how, how dare anyone? Um, all right. Let's uh we'll go next to um I just real quickly, I I, I don't you're not gonna trick me into liking Billy Gunn or the <laughs> gun club. I you're not gonna trick me into Karen about Billy Gunn and the gun club. You're not going to trick. I'm not going to take the bait. So don't, you can quit trying. Billy Gunn needs to be a manager for his sons and say, I'm going to send and be that over overbearing parent who sends his kids out there to get their butts kicked every, every week. I'm fine with that. Billy Gunn is a week to week wrestler. I don't want anymore at the age of 55 or whatever he is. He looks great. Better living through chemistry. Good for him. But (laughs) That said, whichever kid it is, Colton or Austin, that's taking these these hits from Darby, that dude better be getting an extra grand or something a week because he is taking some kill. Darby's killing these guys when he's running into them. I'm going to hold the fire on the Darby Allen comments for another time that's prop where where maybe it's more at point. But, like, look, um, when we talk about the four pillars or whatever and – we're, I, I think we need to have a discussion of how complete are the columns on these pillars at some points. Yeah. And, and like how, how structurally sound are each one of these beams? Uh, that, that, that I'll leave it at that um, on Darby. Great character. Great character. Did, did, did you, I mean, I, I, okay, I got another point for AEW, but I'll let you go first and then I'll, I'll go and I'll wrap up my stuff with that point. Okay. Uh, uh, wait, you, do you want, you said I'm going now or yeah, you're go, going? Go ahead. Okay. Um, uh do do um man um trying to think like was there anything that i liked on smackdown tonight not really well um tony hit charlotte with a pie yeah 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 right um you know kaylee ray was was the kaylee ray dakota kai match was good um man uh i'll go then if you want yeah go for it go for it mjf cm punk promo liked it didn't love it did not love it and i'll tell you why i there are just some things in there again i want the character to be talking to the character not the person talking to the person necessarily i did not get the entire cm punk is trying to get into Britt baker's pants deal 
or if there's any salty in there or whatever. Uh, it, it's it's one of these things that I think is on like maybe some of their like online products or stuff that like you don't see on the main show and it was super inside baseball and like weird and also like MJF is mentioning his dog and things like that. It's like I don't care about any of that stuff really. I I also it's like the more they talk, the less hot this feud gets too. A little. Like they're they're talking too much. And I I mean, I get sort of trying to justify some of the in-ring punk stuff with, well, look at how much he's struggling against QT Marshall or Lee Moriarty. Okay, I guess. Is this really the best way to be using CM Punk at this stage yeah. of his career? Well, um, I, I, I'm not. I'm not minding that story per se because I, I like that the old guy's struggling. I just don't want to hear people say he needs to be in the world title program because that's not his gig right now. He's he's in there putting over the old guys. And I loved. Let's put it this way. Here's here's something good. I liked MJF on commentary the whole time. He was killing it every, and which he should have been doing. Like <laughs> CM stands for Cook's Meth. That was a great line. He's just being an PG asshole. Punk is played out though. PG Punk is played out. Yeah. No, guy. I'm saying. Uh, oh. No, I'm saying like him saying PG Punk. He's that's a little jumped, played out. That's a little jumped played the shark. Out. He hit that button too many times. Punky. Any any reference to that? Punky Brewster. That's played out a bit. The Larry David's pajamas line from CM Punk. That was died. funny. It I, died. It died though. It, it wasn't a very good line. I didn't think. That's funny. I see. I thought it was funny just because it was like a good comment on the, on the Hanukkah suit on the yeah. Hanukkah suit. Yeah. Yeah. The Hanukkah, the Hanukkah suit was, was, was classic heel work. Um, like, like that's just like solid, loud, obnoxious holiday themed outfit. Great. That's classic. I wanted heel him to stuff. go a step further and say, I'd come down there and fight you, but it's against my religion. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, no. I would, I would love him to like cite like Sabbath or Shabbat. Yeah. Um, it, it despite, I don't roll like, on Shabbos. Despite clearly being on like a television program yeah. and violating, yeah. Like, yeah, all these other. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, I they're they're just not. Um, I'm like I'm into this feud, but I didn't think this week was a very strong outing, and no. I kind of and I felt like that this week's dynamite was just not a very strong dynamite. Like every single segment had something kind of like. Something to like about it, I suppose, but then also something that you could like meaningfully go like I that did nothing for me. Yeah. Um, or I thought that that was weird or like that that left me kind of feeling like weird. Um, I'd agree. We talked about Danielson and Allen Five Angels and what left us feeling uh, about that. We just talked about Punk and Moriarty and what made us feel uh, about that. Wardlow squashing a guy. Okay, that's fine. Um, Darby Allen and Sting versus the Gun Club. As I said, you're never going to trick me into liking the Gun Club. Um, you know, Ruby Soho defeating Chris Statlander, just not a match that had a lot of intrigue for me. Um, well, the, the other thing was, I mean, I, I do a dynamite show over at fight game. So I have a lot of thoughts on every match anyways. I don't want to get too far because we've already gone a little bit long here, but Ruby Wright this entire time was saying, screw you. I want to, I want to win. I'm going to kick your ass. And she comes out to doing arm drags and stuff with, <laughs> with Chris Statlander. I'm like, the promos didn't match the match. And you got to start thinking about that as quality control. And that's kind of what and, we're gonna... and that what to your point, um, going back to the quality control here, especially with the, what you want to do at the end of the match angle. Um, I did have a big problem with this because Soho's like, basically, I'm going to I'm trying to win this tournament. I'm willing to work heel, which is sort of the crux of her promo. Yes, um, that's the substance of it. So she should have had this match against Statlander. 
where she basically works a little dastardly on Statlander. Yes. At the end of the match, Statlander's like, okay, screw you, Ruby. See you, bye. I'm not going to hang around or help you out. I'm going to walk. Like, I'm pissed off. I'm not really a big Ruby Soho fan right now. And then Ruby gets attacked by Nyla Rose and doesn't have any help because Ruby made this trade-off to win the match. She was going to work ruthless against Chris Statlander. Mm-hmm. And there's consequences for having done that. Yes. It's a much more narratively satisfying story than Vicky coming out going, excuse me! Or whatever she says. Yeah. Um, and then Nyla Rose shows up and, and and like, might I also add, the beatdown on Ruby Soho, if that's going to be a nagging injury, needed to be a lot better. Yes. Than, I pulled you off the top ropes. Ah! How am I going <laughs> to make it to this next match? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So there's that. And then I guess, you know, the main event here was the best part of the show, but it's Andrade versus Cody Rhodes, which, again, is not without its problems. Yes. Um, as we're, you know, we talked about this last week. Look, um, I feel like people who are fine with Cody Rhodes's presentation and this booking against the grain thing, the audience wants to boo this guy. They literally are holding up signs that say "Turn Cody, Turn." So, like, like, don't tell me that this isn't. Was okay. Here's a question: Was the brandy spot meant to elicit boos or cheers? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I, 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 I like, like, and I don't know that they know. I, I actually here. You know, I'm gonna go further. I'm going to say the Brandy spot was a test balloon and they want, and they wanted to see what would happen if Brandy showed up uh, for that finish. Cause like, I don't know how you, how you pencil that down with a concrete understanding of what would happen when you do that. Um, Cause I mean, if you go, well, we'll get booed. I go, are you sure about that? And you go, we're going to get cheered. I go, are you sure about that? So to me, the only answer is they did that to see what would happen. Um, they knew it'd be a cool finish regardless, but they were actually legitimately intrigued to see how this fan base, given the way they've been booking Cody Rhodes, was going to process that finish. And I don't know that they got really a useful piece of data off of it other than people like burning tables. And then um, here's the other weird thing about this whole thing. Was it this this was set up by, number one, a hammerlock DDT on ca- concrete after cameras went off the air. There was no promo to build this up so to me, number one, he shouldn't have been back, but they really didn't, they didn't really play up the injury. Did this match warrant a flaming table for this feud? No, because that would be a Malachi black spot, not an Andrade spot. And also just the weirdness of, well, Cody wants to go through a burning table, but he, it's because he's, so he's wearing the gel or whatever on his back, but then he wants to get the pin on Andrade after the spot. And that just makes no sense either. He took the brunt because Andre wanted nothing to do with that flaming table. You could see that in the way that they did the spot, but he goes through the flaming table and then gets the pin. Just take the pin. That's all. But instead they're doing this baby face thing in Atlanta and his hometown type of thing. Yeah. I, I there, there need to be a few more questions asked about this match before they went out there and did it. Yeah, I, I just it, it was really sort of an undeserved uh, a level of spot work for like this show. I guess the best like defense or like what would Rhodes' defense is? Well, I want to send the Atlanta crowd home happy. We yeah. want to give them a big big spot to close down the show. Okay, but like, what does Adam Page do? Cody Rhodes is out there putting people through burning tables. <laughs> what does Adam Page, the world champion, do? <laughs> Uh, you, you insulted my balls, sir. I'm going to come down there. Now that you kick my friend's head in 
Like, who's getting the better, you know, yeah. better better shine here? Um, and, and that's like, I guess my issue is, you know, beyond the other issues with Cody Rhodes that we've discussed, and, and I, I, I do want to kind of revisit the idea that people who think that it's fine that we're in this weird situation with Cody Rhodes or, to a lesser extent, Britt Baker, mm-hmm. um, the defense we used to hear from WWE stands and from WWE, the company, especially around John Cena, is we don't care if you're cheering John Cena, which is to say going along with the John Cena line storyline that we're trying to tell you, and being authentic to the story that we're doing and participating in it, or booing, which is to say, trying to actively undermine the storyline we're trying to tell you. We just care that you're there and you're loud. Um, And and I feel like a lot of times with Cody Rhodes, and again, to a lesser extent with Britt Baker, I'm hearing sort of, well, it doesn't matter if Cody Rhodes is fundamentally miscast as a babyface because the entire audience doesn't want him in this role. Um, All that matters is that people are, really loudly reacting to the show um and i mean no no (laughs) no 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 you want people to cheer and boo and get invested and have a rooting interest in it and things like not just not just oh they reacted to stuff hooray you know you want people you want people laughing at your jokes not booing you because they hate you um, like if you're a comedian, if you're up there and you're going, well, they didn't laugh at any of my jokes, but they like did tell me go and die in a tire fire or, like they, or they wouldn't stop or, or, like, the, or the opposite side of the coin. They clapped whenever I said something that they all agreed with. Like, hey, don't you all hate Trump? Yay, yay. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Oh, whatever. Laugh. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, like the clap is you're actually getting the the reaction you're trying to elicit. In this case, you're just trying to elicit the wrong reaction. Uh, I'm, I'm both you know, trying I, to elicit the wrong reaction. You're supposed to get laughs as a comedian. That's the point. Well, I, I, well, I'm saying in the first example, the person's trying to go yeah, out there no, and get laughs, right. and they're you're getting right. booed. Continue. They're getting booed viciously. Like, that's all I'm saying. It's like, so it it does matter what reaction you get. If you're and, and to your point, Jeff, if you're going out there trying to get laughs and you get claps instead, you've actually failed. Yes, uh, that's yeah, right. and, and, and that I definitely agree with you on. Um, like like it does matter that you say I am going out there to perform X, impress people. Um, if it's a magic trick um entertain you know whatever it is i'm here to get you invested in this feud somehow right and and if you go out there do a magic trick and instead of doing a feat of prestidigitation you instead result in an embarrassing act that results in your pants falling off and and upset children running out of the building yeah you got a reaction pal and it was a strong one yes but you fundamentally failed at the at the project and that's cody rhodes he's not doing feats of prestidigitation he's instead a man having wardrobe malfunctions look up prestidigitation if you don't know the word kids uh (laughs) yeah and i didn't watch nxt uk so (laughs) we'll close the lazy river there you can follow me at crap game 13 you follow chris at dwatg you can follow the show at shake them ropes all one word we are part of voices of wrestling youtube.com slash voices of wrestling Go listen to all our podcasts. We'd like to thank our sponsor, MyBookie. MyBookie.ag. Use code ROPES. Get up to $1,000. There are some big games this weekend and some juicy bets. Also juicy, Patreon. Patreon.com slash don't worry. Or is DWATG? Patreon.com slash DWATG. Thank you. Do your plug. Yes. Patreon.com slash DWATG. We just did the last round of listener call-ins. Um, the listener call-in show. Probably, like, honestly, at this point, I think next time we're going to expand it out to a full week. 
So we will have like, uh, you know, like three days of Collins next time around. But if you want to check out that Collins show, probably going to do a commentary here. Uh, uh, one of my one of my favorite themes, a pox in all your houses, uh, probably around the Supreme Court. Uh, look for that sometime over the weekend over at patreon.com slash GWATG on iTunes, Stitcher and Spotify. We will see you next week where Chris doesn't have coffee and a lot of piss and vinegar go with it. Oh, but you like it. <laughs>